The year is 2004. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is my marvelous year. Variant cover. Podcaster and Media Club, we go through the history of Marvel Comics from its origins to today. Today is a much <laughs> neat. Did you forget? What? So I said uh, there was a huge gap there. I don't know if that was. A huge gap? One. No, there wasn't. Huge gap? No, that wasn't. No, oh, maybe it was on my got some kind of lag or something. <laughs> yep. We're, I like, I, I heard I like inhaled. Uh, it kind of sounded like you had forgotten. The only gap on this end is between my two front teeth, Zach. It's between my and thighs. I hardly paw- Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. What. Goodness. I've been working on a lot. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Speaking of thighs, mm-hmm. I've been watching Justified City Primeval with, uh-huh. uh, with my wife. My mm-hmm. wife. And uh, we, <laughs> loved, we loved the original Justified. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the fourth... So I was, I was pretty like... I wasn't sure if we were going to keep going with it because honestly it's like the first couple episodes that were kind of disappointing but it's kind of i'm kind of sinking into its rhythms a bit and the fourth episode uh raylan gibbons timothy oliphant um he gets it on with a lovely mm-hmm. lady cool and he's shirtless cool. for long oh stretches my. oh boy that is a skinny man and what i was going to say about my thigh i bet one of my thighs is wider than the entirety of timothy <laughs> oliphant <laughs> it's true because he uh he kind of seems like a, a tough like, he would be wiry and muscly or something, but, like, mm-hmm. no, he's kind of just, he takes his shirt off in Deadwood as well, and I actually had the same thought. I was like, oh, you're just kind of scrawny. Yeah, and now guy. I can't unsee it. I can't mm-hmm. unsee it. Like, now when I see him walking around, I'm like, oh, it's little Timothy, as opposed to this, like, larger-than-life <laughs> figure I'd been. <laughs> little, <laughs> little Timothy. Little, Charlotte, little who Timmy. celebrity body do you want to comment on? This was actually a um, <laughs> this was actually a slacker question for the variant today. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're jumping. Do, whose celebrity bodies we want to comment? Do you comment specifically? <laughs> I I'm gonna have to <laughs> refrain on that one. Okay. Um, uh, Kermit, Kermit the Frog. Uh, I think he could be thicker. Not a lot of our <laughs> listeners. He could be thicker. That's fair. Um, not a lot of our listeners know this, but the celebrities do come after Charlotte. Uh, when mm-hmm. she comments yes. on them, so she has to be. Very I've had careful. many issues. Yeah, especially during the strikes when they don't have as much going on. Like you can tell, oh, I mean, our celebrity. They initially started striking because of me. They they started striking against me. <laughs> it, yeah. Right, it was because of your commentary. Not a lot of like people yeah. are you know they people are like what are the issues? What are they even striking for? It's like mostly it was Charlotte. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> so you're welcome. Um. Yeah. That uh, we didn't have an opening. Obviously. Well. Well. Actually. Whose fault was that? <laughs> I, I did forget to say, but just as you were starting, I was like, oh, wait, I forgot to tell him I had an opening. But Because um, I feel like Dave good. was about to do an opening. Oh, yeah, Dave, did you just... have some? I, no, I did I... not have an opening, but we <laughs> hadn't talked God. about it, so I was just yeah. going to do it. And, and then you very rudely made up this gap that I had, clearly in an effort to <laughs> sabotage me and get to do your own opening, which frankly is fine. Here's the thing is, in editing, it will sound like there's a big gap. Because <laughs> 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 I, I do have final edit on this. 
So I will be vindicated. <laughs> like a 15 second pause. <laughs> Zach, is Big Gap your supervillain name? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah big Could gap. team up with Big Wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, if I did the opening, uh, that for years I've been uh, trying to take over Comic Book Herald and bring it back to the people by declaring <laughs> Comic Book Herald is in the public domain. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was going to be my joke. So that uh, you want to talk about that? Let's let's talk about that stuff. So this is a variant cover. We are in between. We are in between episodes where we cover Marvel Comics today. So we're going to talk a little bit about comics news, and then we're going to answer some listener questions, kind of setting the stage before we move into the next released episode of Marvel Comics coverage. You can see all the comics that we will be reading in the club here in the show notes. You can also get access to the full list over at patreon.com slash year for as little as $1 a month. You can just have the spreadsheet ready to go. Otherwise, you can see it all in the show notes for free. Big comics news this week. Wait, Zach. actually, sorry. Can I interrupt? I know I I'm, I started it, but we just we keep forgetting to do this. I want to do it right at the top. I want to thank our $15 patrons. Cassandra, Brennan, Cody, Paul, Kyle S., Justin, LG set oh that's Lucas uh Dustin Peter Johannes and Steve thank you all so much for your you. very generous support and if you also want to support my marvelous year go to patreon.com slash my marvelous year lots of cool stuff over there okay let's Zach, talk comics th- yeah. first thanks to our patrons much appreciated I I do actually I have an idea mm. for a way we can thank them a little more excitingly next time so if you can mm-hmm. help me remember next time we do it i've got a good idea and that's it <laughs> oh i will not be sharing it live my goodness it's a surprise okay, cool yeah yeah perfect totally great, great contents <laughs> fables comic book series was released in july 2002 we are wrapping up the year 2004 we're in fables territory fables in the news here in 2023 zach tell us what happened i love fables that's the context of all this. I love that comic. We both um, like Fables a lot, which I, I mm. do think is some... Well, I, actually, I guess let's let's do that first. So Fables mm. is a comic series. It's written by Bill Willingham, art by Mark Buckingham. It, Mostly, ran for, it, it splits artists quite a bit, but yeah. Does Mark it? Buckingham's okay. kind of... Yeah. yeah. It ran yeah, for 100 plus issues. I have read... on the dot. Yeah. 150? Okay. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. not read the back half like at all. I think I read the first six seven volumes through the geppetto war uh-huh. um i think that's where i stopped so i that was like an early like you got to read this series kind of book i read it i liked it i have it ranked pretty high on the cbh best comics of all time um i have not read the back you know 80 issues i guess it occurs to i me. have you have let me tell okay this is gonna make people lose their minds they're gonna pull out their hair when they hear this i have read 149 issues. <laughs> 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 I have a good reason for it. Oh my God. Which is that I have was collecting all the trade paperbacks, which is, you know, like 18, 19 trade paperbacks or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I was buying these like since 2004, 2005. Like, I can't remember. Only like six or seven of them are out. But that's Something reasonably like that. early in the run too. It was people, pretty early. People often was... miss like Zach. You were you were definitely more on top of comics well before I was. I, this is this was the beginning of me getting into like comics seriously. I was like eighteen. I was buying this and I was buying Preacher and I was getting into like Vertigo and Image and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so Fables, I've been buying like since I since I guess like two thousand five, like trade by trade. Every time a new trade came out, I would get it. And then you know, like with trade, sometimes you fall off for a while, and then like you do a reread and you catch up. I had done an entire reread of everything when everything except for the very last trade came out, and the last trade is just issue one fifty. <laughs> only one issue on that last trade is the final issue and then a bunch of like bonus stuff um and then i had read one through 149 and then like a few months later 150 came out and i just never got around (laughs) because it was just like oh you know i had read those a while ago i'll I'll get to this sometime and i bought the trade and then rose read it my wife finished the whole series but i still didn't I'll say she this never, she she never said to you you know you have to read this last issue (laughs) no uh, yeah so it it uh i like fables all the way to 149 i uh, i think it's worth it there's there's a clear point where it kind of feels like it should end kind of i think that's the common consensus but there's like a lot of really good stuff in that back half um there's also a lot of stuff that kind of feels like it's spinning wheels a bit but it's it's definitely worth reading anyway fables is about fairy tales coming to new york city um and uh starts out with a murder mystery of snow white's sister rose red i think that's the like kind of main grabbing point it's a great comic kind of a classic comic i've kind of thought about bringing it to extra issues sometime because i don't think charlotte's read it um, nope i've read like, like discuss the it first definitely. two trades maybe like years ago yeah i think may- maybe before i even read any marvel odyssey comics because my mm. dad had mm-hmm. the first few trades uh yeah and there's some fun spin-offs um there's one called fairest about different princesses there's one called red riding hood there's a big b wolf one those are all pretty good there's one terrible one called jack of fables that goes for actually like 50 issues that's just awful terrible stuff <laughs> uh it's like his comedy comic huh it's funny because i actually think he kind of works his comedy generally works in fables and it really does <laughs> in jack of fables to me at least yeah uh anyway so fables very pro fables uh and then last year bill willingham announced that he's a little over a year ago bringing it back which felt to me like somewhat of a mistake just since it felt like it had already ran its course and then some a little bit um but he's just doing 12 issues so at least there was that it was like i have one story in mind i'm doing 12 issues dc's putting it out and then bill started making some noise on twitter that dc was irritating him (laughs) basically like they just kept delaying the issues and he kind of was being vague about breaking up with dc um i think was the the way he was putting it and then on his Substack, just a couple days ago he announced he's tired of dc he does not want a legal battle with them to like make them fulfill their contract a uh, bunch of different problems royalties not being paid stuff them not communicating with him them releasing stuff without his say so or like not checking in with any kind of editorial changes with him even though it's built into the contract etc and uh he says rather than fight them to make them fulfill their contract he's just releasing the entire thing into the public domain and now anyone can make their own fable story which is fascinating uh it's a fascinating move it is it's It's a fascinating way to not cause any (laughs) like law issues and i think oh yeah problems dc has already (laughs) said no yeah. <laughs> he's not if and... you wanted to avoid a legal battle that's an yeah. interesting yeah. way to go yeah i think what makes this interesting is is just kind of the broader comics history context around it right where create you know the the history of comics is creators getting taken advantage of or ripped off by publishers right like that is from jump 
mm-hmm. you know, Jerry Jerry Schuster and, and Joe Siegel. Um, do I have that backwards? Joe Schuster and Jerry uh, Siegel, the creators of no. Superman. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, sold, you know, Superman to DC for, you know, whatever, $150 and had years of struggles to get their appropriate compensation for that idea and their creation. And obviously Jack Kirby with Marvel is probably the other most famous one. And Alan Moore with DC is uh, pretty notorious. Alan Moore in DC as well with Watchmen and then everything since. So Willingham doing this with Fables, my first thought was, why didn't Alan Moore simply declare Watchmen public domain and (laughs) and solve all of the issues? No, it is. It's especially interesting because Willingham's contract with DC and Vertigo for Fables when this book was published did in fact include some degree of creative ownership. I saw on Comics Beat, Heidi McDonald was sharing that if you look at the, what do you call it, the Indica? Is it Indisa? <laughs> How do you say this? The, the like Eva and Indica, yeah. Okay, the, the credits for a comic book um, that it does in fact say, like this is copyright Bill Willingham, but it also says and DC Comics. So there's some shared something going on here. And then the other wrinkle with this is uh, Willingham's Fables is in fact using almost all public domain characters <laughs> to begin with, yeah. right? So, like, it, it the the concept is taking the fables, taking the fairy tales, taking the big bad wolf from Red Riding Hood, and you can already do that, right? And, and You can, but have. he clearly... I mean, the thing is, like, he has a... He's talking about, like, you... Or I think he named some specific... Well, he said, like, Mark Buckingham, like, come back in and, and Or do Steve Lealoha, right? Yeah. Like... I, I want to see his spin on Big V Wolf or something, which like the character. Yes, they are, but then also they're very much his own versions. Like most of them would not be recognizable if you just did like a Big Bad Wolf story. Like Big no, Wolf well, and like is Big a pretty v, distinct character. Yeah. Like Big B is, you know, the Telltale Games, A Wolf Among Us, was like mm-hmm. kind of a big, like gaming thing for Telltale Games, right? So Big B just had a crossover with Batman that they did before this relationship soured in 2021, right? So there, there are characters that I, I think. I've seen a lot of facetious kind of like, oh, great, I can do a Snow White story finally, which anyone can do. But like Fables does have a specific, you know, kind of like connected community of all these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that kind of sounds like someone who hasn't read the comic and is like, yeah, I don't know. That, that's very like, it, this is one person's vision for all these characters, right? This is not like even Superman where it's like... Well, and, and collaborators. I don't want to give Willingham. Oh, but, sure. Right, yeah. yeah. But, you know, like... It definitely is one universe of characters where, you know, they're consistent throughout the flycatcher. Yeah. One and it's guy. like, if, like, Thor is public domain, but if I write a Thor story, yeah, right, he's that's like a, a blonde guy with wings on his helmet, and, like, <laughs> his half-brother is Loki with holes on his, his helmet, and every character looks the same. It's like, no, you're clearly doing the Marvel I mean, thing. Walt Simonson even did that with outside of Marvel. He went and did yeah, Ragnarok sure. with a, he did a different Thor story and it feels oh, I mean, entirely different. Right? Neil yeah. Gaiman's been writing Thor and Loki stories for 30 years uh, right. in various incarnations. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, so it's Charlotte. I'm curious as someone who hasn't read this, doesn't have any connection with the work. Like what was your level of interest <laughs> in any of this? Um, <laughs> mostly confusion. Um, Cause I like, I didn't get exactly what was happening and I didn't realize exactly how much, yeah, I knew Fables were the was a Vertigo thing, so I didn't know quite how much of um, yeah character ownership uh, Bill Wingham had, or if it was like shared with DC or anything. 
Um, but uh, yeah, surprise, because it's like, if this was possible, then any writer could do it. So like, this is clearly a weird thing that isn't as simple as like the the headlines might say. And we we see it just to like point out. We do see other creators sit, like who start creator owned titles where the creators go you know what i'm taking this to substack we've just we've seen that a yeah. bunch like jeff lemire has done that with black hammer and he's just like well yeah image or dark horse will still publish collections for me but like they're not going to be publishing yeah. you know i'm publishing this on my substack now and there's yoinking it back from there so like yeah the, the question here i guess really is just like can bill william actually do this like does he have contractual yeah. rights to it the same way that you know a lot of image creators do I don't know. Karen Berger definitely like. Uh, I, I think it was in response to all the to Alan Moore stuff a lot. A lot of creators, you know, pushed for like full creator ownership of stuff in the nineties with um yeah. with Vertigo, an image obviously. Um, but yeah, who knows? Uh, DC certainly doesn't seem to think so. <laughs> DC has been pretty adamant or like well, very straightforward in that they will not let this happen. And or the really fun yeah. try to not let it happen. And the really fun thing with Willingham is he doesn't actually know either. <laughs> so like that was yeah, yeah. the thing yeah. that jumped out to me the most <laughs> is I'm no he more. writes he writes this, you know, proclamation very confidently, but has clearly not actually consulted any legal guidance. You know, there's there's literally a yeah. line in there which is to my understanding of copyright law, which like copyright law is difficult, y'all. <laughs> and <laughs> and like you have to get a lawyer involved. So I will not be shocked in the slightest if this does not hold up for him. I think as an idea, it is kind of fascinating as an out. And, you know, it does also speak to, like, why why is a creator who've, who's had such success with a publisher, why are they so fed up with them that they would go to this measure? Because even if it goes the way that Willingham wants it to, it it is kind of to his detriment, right? He is making it so that he is locked in a position where he kind of can't do Fable stuff anymore because of DC and anyone else in the world can. You know what I mean? So, like, the the idea of it is appealing, I suppose, but it is also just kind of a, you know, it's kind of just a middle finger to DC at its best, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely less interested <laughs> in the specifically, like, oh, what happens with those characters in the comic? Like, that, first of all, I haven't read the comic, and even then, I'm not, like, I don't think it's that interesting this specifically. Just, like, more as a whole, this pretty famous uh, creator going after, quote-unquote, DC. Like, I'm interested to see what maybe, like, hopefully can result of, uh, of that, even though I'm not, like super positive that it just won't won't just end in dc being like nope that's not happening and it just not happening <laughs> mm-hmm. and nothing changing yeah. um but yeah i mean i'm i'm like absolutely for more creators and like big name creators like taking a stance against those kinds of, of practices that dc and and i'm sure marvel um uh, tend to do but i guess that's um, the, think, that's like, the thing though is like what what precedent could this set yes exactly where yeah. someone else could be like i also will do this because yeah. it only like it's kind of only the vertigo people because <laughs> if you're image yeah. you should have those rights anyway image famously yeah. keeps creator owned rights if you're if you're marvel and dc uh superhero universes uh, with i mean uh, just like infinitesimally small percentages you do not have any creator owned rights although maybe the, i don't know maybe within the last 15 years that's changed a little bit so i don't know if you all remember but like when we covered Truth, Red, White, and Black, there was that complication with the the writer and artist, you know, Robert Morales and Kyle Baker, where it's like, 
they might actually have some kind of creator-owned connection to that world, limiting what Marvel yeah. can do in the comics. That's still fuzzy. I never got yeah. I never got a clear answer on that, and Kyle Baker won't answer my emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm. I think also in the context of anything that everything that's uh, happening with the like right to strike, right to strike. Yeah. Like this in in relationship to to the movies uh, and all otherwise adaptations from comic books, like the pennies that authors are getting from from like adaptations like Bill Mantlo who was having like big medical troubles and couldn't pay his bills even though he created like Rocket Raccoon right. which is huge for for Disney like if that's like one step of change that can happen like getting creators to get more more from when their creations are adapted and become big household names for for those uh, for those franchises and, and companies like that's that that'd be a good start <laughs> sure like I don't know if there's any kind of uh, fables adaptation outside of like the the video game uh, but yeah, that's like that. That would be a, a good aspect to take it into. But yeah, it's like with just the information we have on this specifically, it's like it's hard to 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 hope it's gonna go anywhere. Um, I think th in the same week this happened, Alan Moore was like, "Yeah, just give all my royalties from Watchmen to 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 Black Lives Matter." Like I don't. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't care anymore. Any, like, any <laughs> royalties from any media made of any of his works? Yeah, yeah, that are not like you know. Blessed Which I saw him, some people saying, I saw some people kind of, or maybe I just did this, but basically it was like, well, why doesn't he just get them and then give them to Black Lives Matter? And it's kind of like, well, I actually think making this a publicity thing is kind of yeah, making a point. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Like you're, you're drawing attention to it. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a lot of Twitter fun. There was also it, you know. I, I hate. I feel I have to respond to this because I did see it online of like people being like, this is everything wrong with like comics fandom that you're all supporting Bill Willingham despite him tweeting stuff like this. And like, you know, he tweets a bunch of stupid anti-mask, you know, Democrats are the real racists stuff. He's He has bad politics. He's always a bad, bad politics. It's throughout the comics. You can read it in fables. It's oh, not yeah, news. He's... It's a very stupid <laughs> yeah. gotcha to think like, you know, that you're not supposed to back willing him on this because he also has bad politics elsewhere yeah the, right? the bigger like, thing for me seemed to be because like listen i <laughs> i'm well aware of people with with politics i disagree with right i think we all are um but willingham seems to be very openly or have a history of being very openly hostile and kind of hateful to, to like women at cons specifically like mm, on panels he's, like it sounds like he's just been a jerk i just keep seeing and you stories. support you've been supporting him through this whole podcast knowing that Without telling me, <laughs> have I been supporting him? Support him? <laughs> well, kind of, kind of what I wanted to say it yeah. is like you know, it seems like there's a real reputation of like this is not someone in the comics community that that is uh, respectable, frankly, at this point because of their behavior towards others. Um, mm. Certainly not somebody I'm looking to support. But even with that, and with other people having even stronger beliefs, virtually everyone I've seen is saying, "Yeah, it's kind of a baller move." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Even but. if this doesn't work. Even though we don't agree with him on virtually anything, um, this is a cool move. <laughs> like, yeah. like the prospect of sticking it to, because, like, you know, and to Charlotte's point, like, creators don't get to stick it to DC and Marvel ever when they get when they get ripped off. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like it's it's just kind of impossible. Like the best you can do for you know, historically has just been like go somewhere else, you know, <laughs> and make comics in another place. So the idea that someone is trying, I mean, I think, you know, Charlotte, you compared it or kind of tied it into like the, the ongoing writer strikes and, you know, kind of just like this notion that people, art should be, should be valued 
and should be compensated, you know, that it is work and it is hard work often. <laughs> this idea that it like they're lucky they get to make things or whatever yeah, right, is yeah. like is really yeah. screwed up. Yeah. Um and I, I kinda think all of it what it's leading to is like comics writers and artists and creators need some sort of union and and need some sort of collective power. And that is a that is a really messy subject. Like it's it's much harder to do that, I've gathered from look from reading what other people have to say about it. Um, it's not just as easy as Willingham going on. I declare, I declare union. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, you can't just do that, I guess. But to me, that's like, okay, the, the visual effects industry is doing this right now. You know, I think Marvel just won something unionized wise. Um, obviously the strikes, you know, like that is, that is possible because they are connected. Um, the comics industry has needed that forever. And to me, this Willingham thing is just kind of another, another example where it's like, it's just like it's 2023. How much has changed since 1939? You know, plenty. Yeah, but enough, nearly mm-hmm. enough. And I, mm-hmm. I probably you have a lot of creators looking at that and going because the other thing too that that's come up a lot lately is like making comics doesn't pay well. And I think we all kind of know that if you follow the industry for a little bit. Like, but I I think what people don't quite realize generally as fans, and I didn't realize this for a long time, is like a lot of the creators you like. Not the biggest ones, but a lot of them are like working second jobs. <laughs> like they have day jobs. Like and then Chip, they make comics. Chip Zdarsky, yeah. I, it, I have no idea, but I'm making this up. But like Chip Zdarsky probably makes like just a comfortable living, right? Like he's writing Batman. He wrote Daredevil. Like he's a pretty well-known guy, a really beloved comic writer. He probably just makes enough to have like a middle-class comfortable lifestyle, but like not wealthy, I, I'm sure, right? Like not... Like that, I don't know that, at that's that, the thing that level, I, it starts to, you start to separate a little bit, like once you're on the Batman level, which is a pretty, uh, pretty rare error, you know, but yeah. I, you might be right. And then, but the other piece of that, I, too, he probably makes as much as your like local dentist is what I'm saying. <laughs> like the, he's my, not my a local celebrity rock star. Wanting his roles <laughs> up and down these streets. Let me tell you, right, that, he, that, that guy. This, the point is, it's just, there's a separation there. They, they are not like, I think we can lump them in with even like best-selling authors, right? Who get who will make millions off of a great book, right? That goes on the New York Times bestseller or celebrities who, you know, uh, record music or go on tour, whatever, like yeah, yeah. other types of celebrities. I think they can kind of get mixed up a little bit. And unless like the only ones that I think are truly, you know, like millionaires generally are the ones who probably get um, media deals that cross over with other stuff, right? Who have, And who have ownership of their own work. Yeah, so you sure. probably can count on both hands the amount of like millionaire comic creators. There's, there's probably not that many. <laughs> which, which that's not what I'm talking. about. I'm not talking. No, no, I know. Wealthy. But you know, I'm talking just. But I think that's a lives comfortably without needing yeah. a second income. That's yeah, kind yeah, of what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah, right. And that that is rarer than you think. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about this all the time. But the very first interview I did with a comics creator was W. Maxwell Prince, who's writing Ice Cream Man, Image Comics work that I flipping love mm-hmm. is one of my favorite books literally of all time and in talking with him it was like he's like coming home from a marketing gig you know he's like working a job i work and then writing one of my favorite comics of all time he's just like like me he's just like me (laughs) (laughs) comics are you know but it's like i just i it it hadn't crossed my mind that that would be the case and it makes sense i guess Mm -hmm. in theory but you know so anyway um the the point of that just being like if you're if you make it to the the chips at arsky level someone who's ground away at this for decades by the way yeah you know what i mean like this is somebody who worked and worked and worked their ass off 
and is now writing Batman, you know? But it's like only one person gets to write that book at a time. And then the other thing with, with that, too, is like let's say he's achieved the level of comfort that you're describing, Zach. And in five years' time, when he stops being hot and the publishers decide he'll he can't move comics hot. anymore, he never, you know, like he doesn't, you know, like there's no insurance provided. You yeah, know, right. like the, the, yeah, yeah. all these income streams dry up. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a challenging lifestyle. So it's a precarious. Um, yeah, I just think that's something that I think about more and more these days when you're because I, I love this art and I love this medium, but it is kind of a weird thing when it's like, I don't know, like it, it is. It's more of like if I critique a comic and it doesn't sell, which I don't have that power, but let's just say, right, you're, you're actually doing damage in a way that you're not if you're like, oh, I didn't like Blue Beetle. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's I, I kind of yeah, forget how yeah, I got there. But it's it's a challenging angle, I think. Oh, the the point of it just being like like it's hard out here <laughs> for, for comics creators. They're not they're not all Todd McFarlane and, and Rob Liefeld, right? Yeah. These these guys who just hit the jackpot in the window. Um so I don't know. I don't know. I don't think this will probably this will lead to some bad fables stories from a small publisher that we don't know. Oh yeah, let just to and, be clear. I love fables. I don't care at all about anyone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> running it's, it's with the it. idea of it yeah, more yeah, than yeah. the actual like what could what could come of this. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I did see some people being like, you know, so Willingham's like super right wing, and you yeah, know, so they're like, is. oh, do yeah. do fables, but with a super left wing bent, and it's like, well, okay, okay. like I <laughs> just that don't doesn't... read fables. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like just make your own comic. Like at that yeah, point, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna roast. It. I mean, it. To be fair, fables isn't like that right wing, right? Like, there's like two notable details in the comic where you're like like bigby wolf uh giving a little tirade about like israel (laughs) (laughs) it's not a joke Uh, it's really funny and even at like 19 i was like "Hmm, this is kind of weird and there's a uh i remember thinking it was weird but i had no understanding of what was happening i i will (laughs) openly admit that yeah Yeah, because i've seen that panel and basically reads as like inserting a a twitter thread (laughs) inside the comic yeah well the thing is very jarring way it accidentally reveal maybe accidentally reveals a little bit that like maybe he was thinking of israel the entire time and like the entire fables community was somewhat like a metaphor for oh yeah, Israel no, I like it, I read his Wikipedia article and there's a quote on there where he's like, "Yeah, fables is just about Israel and Palestine." <laughs> it, <laughs> That's all fables about. It's a little bit of a stretch. That's and what he said. No, he no, said no. That. I know, but like when you read the comic, like it doesn't. Yeah, no. I, at I, least it doesn't yeah, match in the ways that would make you make your skin crawl <laughs> a little bit, yeah. right? Like, I think even if you tried to read it through that lens, it's I do tough think you'd to, have kind of a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just reread the first few volumes for the first time since knowing all that and uh and i can't really make it match so yeah. anyway yeah let's uh, uh let's do some listener questions we got a handful and uh yeah. and we have a hard so now I, well what i do have to end with here is i have fables oh, yeah. ranked number 96 all time mm-hmm. do i have little, to move that down for fear of cancellation or do i move it up because <laughs> what willingham just did was so cool what do you think who um i think they cancel each other out yeah leave it, sure. there. Leave it. <laughs> 96 yeah. is a little low it's probably in my top Probably in my top two fifteen. You're a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, you're. Yeah, oh, you're I love. You've talked I mean, about I, this before. Yeah, it's a little tough to separate from like how formative, like this and Preacher. I just oh, sure. read like yeah. over and over and over again when I was like eighteen, nineteen, and it was like adult comics, right? Like they swear and you know, yeah, but yeah. they're also great. Like it's not just that, but like they were both like this. This and Preacher really showed me like, oh, comics can do all kinds of like cool, interesting, long term storytelling. So. You know what that reminds me, Zach? 
and we have to say this every time there's somebody comes up who's a creator who people you know have political differences with or who's been a jerk or whatever there's always the crowd on social of i never liked this work yeah god <laughs> yeah yeah go outside and run a lap folks if you're <laughs> if your response is i never like this work is some sort of proof that that you are ethically and morally superior go run a lap do 100 push-ups and come back oh okay. what happens when roy thomas comes out as you know stop it stop your guy. roy agenda roy thomas seems like a very am i gonna be allowed individual. to say on the podcast <laughs> i never liked this work anyway or am i gonna be <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right? No, Roy's fine. I've read Get some out of here with that. Roy DC stuff. Roy lately. seems incredibly nice. Yes, he does. Um, Cameron asks, if you were one of the Goonies, which one would you be and why? I don't care about the Goonies. I oh, like no. Movie. We're, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Same. Charlotte. She hasn't I... seen the Goonies. Come on. That's why I'm asking. I've seen the Goonies. Who do you think I am? I know. Um, I'm surprised. But both of you might remember the names of the characters. Uh, but I think I'm... Let me... Let me... Check out the name. Your I mouth. Think I only. Re- what's the what's the uh, what, what's Corey the Feldman? Is that an insult? I don't know. I'm is that like is that the new your mama joke? Your no. mouth. <laughs> your <laughs> so <mouth>. dirty. <laughs> anyway, Goonies is. So no, I'm. What's uh, Kehoe character? Who? Um, oh, the nerd. Like I don't know his name. I just know one of them. The little now. nerd who has like inventions and everything. Who's played by Kehoe Kwan? Oh, uh, Data. Data, I'm Data. Mm. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't Can know. I I've seen the movies like 10 years ago. I don't know. Yeah, Zach has pretty, labeled pretty... you mouth. I feel like those are fighting words. Uh, <laughs> uh, another another vote fast. for I've never seen this. I could not tell you the first thing about it. If you watched it today wow. in 2023, you'd be like, all right, well, I guess people watched that when they were a kid. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I, lo- I, I just... Love- I just Googled it, and I'm shocked to see the cast. Sean Astin? Josh Brolin? Josh Brolin, like, playing, like, the team. Data? The the, the older team bully. Um, These are some good questions from Peter. Peter asks three movie questions. One, what are you most ashamed of having never seen before? This is a good question. Movies. Movies. Yeah. It is a good question. I can can answer. I thought about it. Yeah. Um, Probably a couple notable uh the big ingmar bergman movies fanny and alexander and scenes from a marriage you're Those ashamed probably my big you, blind spots you feel like um it ruins your cinema zach cred to not have seen yeah i was just thinking the other day uh i used you know when i was first getting into movies as a teenager and i was buying all these books of like roger ebert's the great movies and there's all these like unknown you know masterpieces and classics and stuff um i kind of was just like i think i've seen most of them now persona the bergman movie persona was one i just watched a couple weeks ago and that was yeah. kind of a blind spot too yeah. oh oh you know a good answer that people will actually know what i'm talking about um truman show that's a big blind spot that's a I that's mean, a known movie ooh. yeah yeah people i mean people know <laughs> mar bergman but yes yeah everyone knows the truman show and it's a big blind spot for me i always wanted to see it uh, do you two have anything for that? Any movies you're ashamed? Yeah, um, Blue Beetle. High School Musical 2 is the first one. <laughs> High School Musical 2. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I mean, to be like, it's half a joke because like a lot of popular teen movies from when I was a teen, I haven't seen. And I, like, <laughs> it comes up more often, right? Sure. High School Musical uh, Conversation good, with though. my friends. Um, Did you know there's no like, musical no- performed in the original High School Musical? <gasps> There's no mu- yeah. There are musicals. Yeah, it's what? no, it's all like an audition. They're like just in the audition stage the whole time. 
They never actually put on a musical. Oh, you mean, yeah, I think the very last number maybe is the is part of the musical the planning. I don't remember. Listen, I'm uh, going yeah. off of memory and a tweet I saw, but I th- I think that's <laughs> maybe true. No, but I think I don't I don't really have answers for this because if there are like there are big like there are a lot of big classical movies that I haven't seen, but I'm like I'm not ashamed because I'm like well, I'll probably watch them at some point if I'm interested. Mm. Like I, I've never seen Citizen Kane, but I, I'm I I watch Citizen Kane so at some point. Yeah, if I had seen Titanic, <clears throat> and I at don't like twenty, care about watching Titanic, so, it would have yeah. been like a list of hundreds. So um, yeah, exactly. one day you'll so, be like yeah. me, Charlotte. No, worries. I have seen I have not seen a lot of movies as evidenced by my Goonies answer a moment ago. Mm. Um, so I don't I don't feel a tremendous amount of shame about that. I will say, but I have been made to feel shame mm. for some of the nerd favorites certainly right like a, like if i'm like on a youtube stream people are like you know oh predator and i'm like i've never seen predator like people lose their minds yeah, me neither <laughs> i have 80, i've seen it now because kids are the worst about that stuff yeah, well so that's why my that's why my answer is alien i have never seen an entry in the alien oh, franchise you should and that one is definitely a a nerd cred fave also, I just think I'd enjoy it, so it's like... Oh, it's, Alien, you'd like... Well, no, it's scary. It's, it's a really spooky. scary movie. I'm, yeah. I'm worried about the spooks. Alien's really tense. Um, I love Alien. Yeah. yeah. Should, should so that's that's probably my number one. <coughs> I have seen Citizen Kane because I am so cultured, so I can't say that. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. seen Citizen Kane four or five times. Four <laughs> or five. Yeah, wow. yeah, I'm, I'm sure. We just watched it, uh, the new Criterion 4K edition. And you and you uh, think Peter, it's pretty overrated, right? That's kind of where you net out. <laughs> yeah, that's where I land on. Yeah. I do have to watch other Orson <laughs> Welles. Uh, that's probably those are. I like the third I man seen. more than I like Citizen Kane. Oh, interesting. That's kind of a like hipster, cool hipster answer, but uh, I respect it. Yeah, I just had like a vision <laughs> of a DVD version of of Citizen Kane, like. Just in a Walmart and like Citizen King 3D, like in colors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I want to see that version. <laughs> Peter says, "Do you love unashamed? What do you? What movie do you love unashamedly, despite generally negative reception?" <clears throat> oh, you would you would huh. think you know because I get labeled a contrarian, but uh, I only have a couple at least. I thought about it for a while. There's only a few I movies. I have any pretty okay. Well, I'll go because I thought <laughs> I had time to think about this. I saw these questions. Yeah, go ahead. Um. The Rob Zombie remake of Halloween, I like okay. more than the original. I think it's wow. great. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, some people like it, but not a lot of people. And yeah. I think that's probably reverence for the original. I like it more than the Carpenter version. Uh, I think it's scary. He casts, what's his face? Um, Tyler Maine, who's like, I don't know if you've seen uh, Troy. He plays um, Ajax, the huge, he's just this huge guy. So he casts like a seven foot five guy as uh mike myers which is yeah. such a scary choice because it just turns him into like oh yeah like he will kill you if he gets his hands on you you cannot stop <laughs> someone who's this big um i love that choice and rob's i was i was not as director. spooked by halloween as i thought i was going to be yeah 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 i don't have as much af- i like the original but i don't have as much affection for it as some um and my other one is uh the counselor the ridley scott movie where uh, Cameron Diaz and Michael Fassbender and Javier Bardem. People don't like that one. I think it's great. Written okay. by Cormac McCarthy. I think it's his... He wrote the movie only... script? He wrote the screenplay. It's only two screenplays. I think he wrote that and Pineapple Express. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, Stop it's it. something called... like It's called like Sunshine Express or something. Uh, he wrote something. Express, I think. 
But <laughs> Polar Express. Sunset Limited. Uh, now, that's is it true that Cormac McCarthy wrote Megan's Body? Is that do I have this credit here correctly? <laughs> I think I've got him down for that. I've got him down for the Bewitched remake. Ooh, and yeah. uh, oh, Cormac McCarthy's The Girl Next Door. <laughs> I think that was that was definitely. Timothy Oliphant's really funny in that looping that back to. Well, how could you not know. be funny when you look like a stick, uh, Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, do you have an answer for this? Um, I like. I don't have a perfect answer. Like, I really like. Babylon, and I, I, I've mm, heard that mm-hmm. people didn't like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, the my only other answer is like it's not a movie that people hate, but I think most people are neutral to yeah on it. And I, I love Night at the Museum, like the entire trilogy. That's like a comfort trilogy to me. Night at the Museum is. Perfect. Oh, you're not alone with that. Your whole generation has a weird obsession with that <laughs> movie for some reason. I guess, and life is my whole generation. No, it's, it's, or maybe in the U.S. Gen but, like, Z really I, likes it for some reason. I, I don't get it. But, maybe in the U.S. because like I I only have like one friend who really loves those in France. But yeah, maybe it's a big thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Though those are great. I'm looking at all my Letterbox pals, and they're all like three stars, three and a half. You know. Yeah. Uh, my pick here is V yeah. for Vendetta. Obvious mm. one. Don't need to spend any time on it. Seems, <laughs> yeah, seems we've clear. talked about it recently. Yeah. Do people like Donnie Darko? Is that yeah? Is yeah. that like a okay? I like Donnie. It, Darko. Maybe maybe it's got it had the reputation of being like oh you. Or into cool movie like oh I don't watch normal movies I really like Donnie Darko like sure. you watch MCU like I watch stuff I watch like dark oh, it was stuff was before Darko. the MCU well uh, that, yeah that but whatever it's the, they kind of had that uh, that energy but I don't think so anymore yeah and then um like I, I mean X two I think was pretty pretty well reviewed so I don't think I can pick that um I had a fine time with the Watchmen movie but I I don't want to come out as like a big fan of it I think that would be unfair it looks cool. <laughs> to everyone involved yeah. uh but I, I had a fine time with that and then it got me to read the graphic novel which is what i always oh, say cool. so yeah. like nice. win-win yeah uh, what movie and i don't know if either of you will have this is a good question but i don't think either of you will have an answer to this because i think it will sound alien to you <laughs> what movie Challenge would accepted? you choose to make yourself watch over and over until you love it quantum mania for dave obviously yeah i mean this is this is already a hell I think just the experience mm. of having to watch a movie over and over is is very hellish to me. And so one that we don't love but we want to get to love. I think that's Oh, the, I have yeah. an answer. I have an yeah. answer. It's Magnolia. Um by uh Magnolia's who, a little Who's I, the who's Paul the director? PT PT Barnum, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yep. <clears throat> um PT <laughs> Barnum. I would watch Magnolia because I watched it in college with my wife and it's like, you know, three and a half hours or whatever and we hated it. We hated it. Mm. It still comes up probably as the example of like the movie we hated the most. So I would force myself to love it just to drive her insane. Hating it's a little strong. It's pretty good, but like it's not. I don't know. I I don't like that era of uh, PTA stuff. His first handful of movies until he got to like There Will Be Blood and Punch Drunk Love and Oh, speaking of movies, I'm ashamed to never have seen There Will Be Mm. Blood. That's a good one. Ooh, that is a good. (laughs) I I don't know why I haven't seen that. Yeah, Mm. Charlotte, you have an answer for this. I don't. Here's the thing: is like when I don't like a movie, I forget. I forget about it. So it, <laughs> the thing is, for, for me, like this answer means like it's a movie that you didn't like, but you're like, this was me, not the movie. Kind of. I feel like I right? should. Like, yeah, like it. yeah. I guess. Which I have, and I rate them low on Letterboxd because I'm like, I just didn't have a good time with it. But like, I certainly don't. So like, it's usually some like slow art house stuff that like doesn't click with me. 
So like yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. the closest thing I could have is like movies I watched with my dad, like when I was too young, or like not interested. Like I didn't necessarily want to watch them, but like my dad quote unquote made me watch them. Like The Godfather, I didn't appreciate when I watched mm. it. You mm. know? Oh yeah, so, like, and you probably I, would, I would now. I liked... That's just you being. Yeah, a kid, for sure. Like... Um, yeah. But like, how young were you? Yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> when you watched The Godfather. Um, I mean, I wasn't that young. Like I was like probably sixteen or something. Oh, okay. but, like I. Wasn't like oh, that's old into enough it, to like know? the Godfather. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm, yeah <laughs> my sure. grandmother showed me. Um, Godfather speaking of shame, like sixteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I I have a I have an example. The my father like he that one I was way too young. My father my father made me watch the Ghibli movies way too young. Like I watched Spirited Away when I was like four or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, like, I couldn't watch any Ghibli movies as a teenager because, like, trauma, basically. <laughs> um, okay. But, like, I, I need to watch them. Like, like, like truly, yeah, those movies are part of, like, my nightmares, <laughs> always. Um, but like, I'd love to give them a, a second. Because I think I watched for the first time Poco Rosso recently, which is, like, doesn't have much traumatizing stuff in it. Uh, but I, I loved it, and I'd like to truly watch, like, yeah, mm. Spirited Away, yeah. those kind sure. of movies, yeah. Uh, my answer is Tarkovsky movies and Edward <laughs> Yang movies. Uh, just directors that do slow movies that I generally don't click with. So that will mean something to someone listening. <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> You're out there. Jordy says, "If this is a good question. If you had to do a podcast, but it could not be about comics in any way, what would it be about? I think we're doing it right now. We're doing Cinema Zach. <sighs> Ooh, I'm, <laughs> I'm in my... I'm in my Zach era. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm basking. I, I'll be honest. I did not understand this question. I didn't really understand the idea of doing a podcast. You're like, not, not be about, about comics. comics. Is that grammatically correct? Yeah. There's something like, weird about that sentence. Not the, be about <laughs> comics. I, those I think words in that order don't quite work the, for the, me. Yeah. Like if I, I will say, if I was going to do it, it would be... I mean, I, I could definitely do music. And enjoy that. You know, I wrote about music before I ever wrote about comics, right? So I, I keep up with that. And then the other piece would just be like, I guess kind of like, I don't know that I'd be as into it anymore, but like the business of like um, of like running a website, essentially, or like earning a passive income Ooh, yeah. through a website, like that sort of thing. Hustle, hustle culture stuff, yeah. Kind of, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd get really into selling, you know, bull testosterone pills or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. I could see that. I, YouTube. Oh, uh, uh, bears stop. on bears. No, no, bears on bears would be my my other podcast. I would bear. join. I would join some real bears uh -huh. and talk about the bears and their very stinking no bet good 2023 season. Okay, perfect, <laughs> Charlotte. Um, I, I mean, like, I I want to say like history or mythology, but like I'm not like a specialist, you know. Um, but like I, I don't know I think it would be fun to, to do something in those areas but like learning something new each time um, like doing a deep dive before like before and changing subject every week and like le learning as I'm as I'm doing the podcast that'd be that'd be fun but yeah probably like mythology would be the thing I'm more interested in mm. yeah. yeah it'd be movies probably do some kind of structured uh, you know book club thing same as we do for this uh basically yeah. i just like i need to be a host of a podcast in order to compel me to do the things i want to be doing anyway <laughs> so why don't um, you just start my movie this year and i need a uh, co-host every and, movie and you introduce movie. us all to your I, art oh, house here's films. here's my my actual idea for a podcast that char it only works if charlotte had infinite time which is 
that I introduced Charlotte to French cinema. (laughs) (laughs) One movie at a time. Because I, we've talked about this before, I know so much more about French movies than Charlotte. I I have... I've probably seen a hundred more French movies than she has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Which I think yeah. would be a really funny conceit uh, to this. That uh, is funny. Podcast, but, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. yeah. We have time for a couple more. Um, Jacob says, what would be a dream project of yours to create? I like how this is sober. I was like, what, in what realm? Like, do you mean podcast and comics? What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, we should have. Uh, I, mean, I should have said up front that Zach berated our listeners in our Slack community for always asking questions about comics. <laughs> so okay, if you're, here's, if here's you're the wondering thing. why no. all the questions are not about comics, Zach came at them hard. I called them all out. And everyone brought I'm their always, A-game. I'm always coming on them hard. Um, the reason why I did this is because we get... This is a call-out post. I'm continuing the call-out. Uh, yeah, um, why are you denying this? You're 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 doubling down. I am not. No, because I'm not against comic questions, right? Uh, but what you are I against, against comics. I am, <laughs> I am against comic questions that are like, what would, like, hypotheticals. That, like, to me is tough to generally answer, right? So, like, who would you be if you were in this comic? What Who would you recast? What would you do if you were the editor? Blah, 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 blah. That kind of stuff. The editor I stuff like that... I don't mind as much, but the, the yeah. first couple are, are maybe not. But we get a lot of those. So you mean for questions some reason like, what kind of podcast head. would you do if you were doing another podcast? <laughs> At least that kind of question? Yeah, I guess. No, I, I know it's different. But, like, we've just <laughs> been doing this for, like, four and a half years. I can only, like, cast spider-man is all muppets so many times like <laughs> uh so just that kind of like but i'm also like you never just ask us like are you a shoe or sneaker kind of guy you it's never like, ask us about our day you never ask us how we're i just doing. feel like during these variants it must be boring just to hear that kind of stuff talked about enough and i i just kind of want to open up people's minds to be like you can ask stuff about other stuff like i think People so in berating you to ask better questions, yeah. you're really did. you're really, really doing it for their benefit, right? Like yeah. you're really doing it for the listener. Well, I'm doing it for the podcast, which is you know my <laughs> experience of talking here, but mm-hmm. also for your mm-hmm. listening. Yeah, the truth comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dream project, Dave, dream, dream project. project. I'm, I'm going to say this as you are made independently wealthy. Mm-hmm. And you just get to creatively fulfill in any way that you want where money's no option. Or you know, we've had no we've had barrier. variations on this question before. And you know one thing that, that tickles my fancy right now at this moment would be I would do the best comic of the year. Like I would like you know, kinda like rap. Oh sorry, it did say or... dream project not about comics. Sorry. Does not say uh. that. Uh, but no, I would actually publish that book. Like the best comics of the year from like uh. sixty three to present day, one comic per year. That sounds fun. Yeah. Just any comic and uh I, I actually think that would there's a lot of there's kind of been a wave of books like that, um, in recent years, but I don't know that there's a great one for comics. So mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a pretty enjoyable undertaking. And panel by panel does that for the end of each year. They do a good best of. But yeah, doing like history of comic stuff. That's yeah. a great idea. What do you mean? They, everyone does a good best of. What is, what's unique about I think panel, panel by, by panel uh, does the best of the year comic. Well, no, I'm just saying like they publish a book. That, that was the only distinguishing thing is like everyone publishes their best of the year comic stuff, but they actually put out like a magazine issue. Okay, sure. Yeah, that just meant like it's a an actual compilation of writing about it rather than like an article um 
which yeah a lot of people know but uh I, charlotte yeah i i don't know if i have one specific answer like i the the main thing that comes to mind is i do more cosplay because like that's something i really want to do more we just don't don't have the time or the money to do um we would both buy some stilts i think first i mean foremost. yeah <laughs> get big into still like thing. That was you're <laughs> saying it as is as if it's a joke if i had the money and the time i'd be doing a stilton cosplay yesterday like <laughs> truly because <laughs> that sounds like i love those kinds of cosplays that you see at convention you're like yeah yeah, yeah would yeah, you go I picture with that yeah would you go lady stilt man or would you go original wilbur day stilt man i'd go <laughs> i'd go i mean i'd go my own version i think yeah like, yeah like i really i think that's often my favorite kind of cosplay is like doing your own version of a character that you like you look at it you know oh yeah i know who that is but like it's not necessarily specifically trying to replicate perfectly one character and there's no reason um, you couldn't do what if loki became stiltman and had yeah those kinds of stuff crimes, are cool right? as well yeah mixing mixing characters around like so yeah i think i, I do my own version uh, that's mm. that sounds cool fun I like yeah. both of you went extremely small. I'd, I'd open a cinema. <laughs> I'd open a whole movie theater. Uh, it'd, you know it'd what? Be, we do have a I giant. Mean, sure, I'd, I'd open a bookshop as well. Yeah, yeah that's uh, a great we call, just, Zach. We, we have a giant thing, warehouse yeah. open by us, Zach. And if you want to come open your cinema right there, I would love to attend. LA has a thousand of these like uh, repertory theaters that play, you know, classic movies or old movies or foreign movies, whatever. But San Diego doesn't really have, they have one kind of option for that. But. Um, yeah, yeah, something where I just get to program whatever I want. Um, nice. This is just for Dave. What are your parenting philosophies? Have you read Hunt, Gather, Parent? This is from Andy. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I, I said. Jacob, Jacob said the last question. I'm not sure if I said that. Thank I you. really like this question um, because it gave me a book to read uh, because I have never read any parenting philosophy text. Um, that is not something I have engaged That's with. That's not I in looked... comic book form. <laughs> <laughs> well, why would I read all this text? Good grief. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I, I am actually going to listen to the audiobook of this because it did sound interesting. Mm. Uh, let me ask before I answer, uh, Zach and Charlotte, if you had kids, do mm -hmm. you think you would be of the researching I, Dave, how to kids. parent? I just don't talk about them. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't know if we were doxing your children today or not. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, would you do you think you'd be of the I'm gonna read all about this variety or the I'm gonna go on instinct? Mm. Charlotte, uh, not read necessarily. I don't I don't know that I'd be reading books about it, but like I yeah, I'd get some information. <laughs> it wouldn't well, go I, like would you be like consuming blind? all sorts of podcasts? Like like what do you think you're approaching? Yeah, probably more like podcasts or articles and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't go. I yeah, I'm looking for <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tickety talks, yeah. Would be. I'd be watching Bus Baby, the movie. I think would be my main source of influence. Listen, you're not um, you're not totally off base there. Yeah, but yeah, no, sure. I'd I'd, I'd look around. I wouldn't go full blind to having a baby. <laughs> Zach, uh, I mean, I what I've did you eight, do? I've watched enough Eight Passengers that I know all about how to be a good parent. Okay, so uh, that's a little. A little joke for people caught up on. Your jokes <laughs> are so happenings. topical. <laughs> so. Yep. A, a Passengers is a YouTube channel where uh, it's like a parenting YouTube channel where uh -huh. a child just ran out of the house duct taped uh, or with duct tape on their wrists and ankles and ran to a neighbor's for food. Uh, <laughs> it was like some horrible abuse happening family so it's just a little joke about how he's taking advice from just a little people. joke about child abuse from <laughs> just a little joke thanks for sharing with us um, uh, i i read I not read a book i read a book before we had our first there were some like kind of what to expect 
you know, mm-hmm. as a as a dad, as a parent kind of stuff. We definitely I wish I could remember the name, but there was one that was pretty good. So definitely going into it as we've been parenting, I have not I, d- I definitely don't have like a go to like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm on the Atkins diet <laughs> or whatever. Right. Like I don't have a yeah. specific yeah, yeah. thing, I would say. I would say philosophy is kind of just a shared thing with my wife that we've aligned on. Um, I mean, certain things are like, you know, no hitting, <laughs> right? Like we don't, we don't spank, um, that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. You I could tell on. I met your, I met your kids. I could tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute little demons <laughs> because of the lack of corporal punishment. Um, hey, I'm, I'm trying cute. to think what else, I don't know. A lot of it really is just like, a lot of it comes down to personality and how you were raised and things that your parents did that you can identify as like, oh, well, I don't, I don't like how, you know, they never said they were sorry or whatever, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that sure. better. Or, like, like one I could say specifically for me is, like, like, like still, like, stunted emotion stuff where it's like, okay, I'm actually going to express emotion and, and show the kids that I love them and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't have I, – I feel good about where we are. Um, but I definitely the, – the one thing that as the kids have gotten older, my oldest especially – now I've entered the phase of things are happening where I'm like, oh, I actually need to read something about this <laughs> to understand. Because yeah. you have that with the baby, certainly, and my wife was great about this, just in terms of, like, the the literal, like, medical, like, what is happening and <laughs> yeah. uh, how do we deal with this and, you know, what kind of illness might this be, right, that stuff. But now, like, as they're getting older, it's more like child-rearing stuff where it's like, oh, like, after school, you know, this kid is losing his mind. Right. That sort of thing Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, like if they're throwing tantrums at six after school, what do you do? And then you go online and it's like, oh, this is pretty common. (laughs) And, you know, I'm reading a New York Times article about like a parental thing. And it's, you know, a lot of the advice is like um, I I can't even think of what it was because I I just. I just panicked and ran out of the house. I was so scared of the tantrum. Um, but, you know, so, like, I've definitely I've definitely had to in the last year or so be like, oh, okay, I actually need to – I need to add more to my repertoire here than just instinct uh, is, is finally yeah. sort of dawning on me. Um, and now we're having two, you know, the, with school and all that stuff. There's a lot of, like, oh, okay, this kid knows every word to uh, hypnotize by the Notorious B.I.G., and our six-year-old is now learning that from a kid at school. <laughs> um, what? Are you kidding me? Is that no, real? This this actually happened. Uh, my my <laughs> son ca- my son came home and he's going biggie biggie biggie. Can't you see sometimes? <laughs> and I'm like, and, and I, in my head, kids I'm like, love hypnotized. Well, and I it, it, listen. It's not like this is a hypnotized-free household. So I'm thinking he heard it from me. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, hey, where'd you, where'd you hear that? And I'm not mad, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's such and such at school. You know, he sings the whole thing. And I'm like, the whole thing, huh? <laughs> every, every part of it? Because um, that song, I think that song's in, uh, I think that's in Into the Spider-Verse, um, the first one. Uh, there's a moment. But anyway, so the stuff like that where I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> you get, as the kids get older, you have other, other families and other parenting styles and their kids now, now coming into your kid. And it's kind of like, okay, how do we navigate that and set boundaries? And that stuff's a lot harder than just the, how you want to raise them. I could keep going, but that's where. Have I'm. you heard your son say, "Escargot, my car go"? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, the problem is, his memory is fantastic. So I'm confident he knows more than he was saying. I'm confident. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> Aaron asks, what's the best fruit? Should be a quick one. Just some lightning round question. Banana. Kiwi with the skin on. Eat it. I might, I'm, it's either banana or pear, so it's pear. Oh, I know. I meant to say pear. I love pears. Oh, too late. Too late. Pears Sorry, I don't know. I just swore the most. <laughs> I, out. I got really upset. Sex freaking out. I usually try to only, yeah. you know, tactically swear. Worst uh, fruit. Whenever. We'll all say it on three. One. Oh. Two. Uh, three. Honeydew. Kiwis? Uh, I don't know if I have a bad fr- Kiwis? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Sorry, Can't I even go on three? Uh, honeydew. Yeah, honeydew. Fine. I, I just discovered that cantaloupes are really good if you have... We got one from, like, a farm nearby uh-huh. instead uh-huh. of the grocery store, and it was incredible. And I'm like, is this all fruit? Like Honeydew actually- Honeydew is just what if what if a cantaloupe was bad. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll just... I'm going to glom onto that one. Honeydew. That's my answer, too. Great answer. I don't really have one. Because um, Zach and I, as wife guys, we just love doing honeydew lists. Just love doing tasks God. for our wives. Oh my God. Right? It's really funny. Who's with uh-huh. me? Perfect. We, uh, Perfect. Dave, would you stay married to a woman who gave you honeydew lists? <laughs> Literally, like, that called them that unironically. I'd have, I'd have issues, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's tough, right? I would have issues with that. I, I'm glad I am not. Let me just put it's, it that way. Listen, like it's not like I'm not given tasks. It's not like things sure. don't come yeah. up. Of course, yeah. But uh, but not in that particular way, no. Uh, ja- Jackson asked a question that I found a little bewildering, but I'll pitch it to both of you. Would you rather lose all your toys or all your computer games? I don't have toys, so... Wait. Are any of, wait, us, are yeah, any of us toy people? what kind of... To- Collectibles, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know... Can we specify what kind of toys? <laughs> the question, so I think you can... Ent- I mean, I have board games. That's probably the closest thing to I toys feel like I that have. counts. Um, I mean, I'd keep my toys because I don't have many computer games, and I have, like... I have, like, board games and other kinds of toys. <laughs> I mean, I have a collection of, like, serious... Like, a big collection of, like, hobbyist board games. So that's, that actually turns it kind of into a tough thing. But as, a kid, I yeah. gone, as a kid, I would have gone toys. Love playing sure. with action figures. Now I would go video games, for sure. Because I'm not... Yeah, as a I'm kid, not a big, it would be video games. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not a big collectible person, for sure. I mean, me... me I, I've been really into miniature painting lately. Um, well, that's toys. Painting. I think you could I, I guess so, but here's the thing is, like... I paint them and then I'm like, I don't know what to do with these. I'm not displaying them. I don't want anyone to see it. Like, I don't, <laughs> what are you, so like, what are you doing? Like Warhammer or what's your what's your poison? Uh, I mean, Marvel Crisis Protocol is like a tabletop Marvel game. So I've been oh. painting some little Marvel minis. But like, if we're not playing it yet, so like the motivation isn't there. But I'm having fun just painting them. Are you are you um, good at painting? Would you say like you have the, the fine it. motor yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah? I remember as like junior high into high school, tutorials. I had some of the Warhammer you know, toys and, or, you know, minis. And I would paint those. And I remember I got this dope dragon and mm-hmm. I painted it. And my cousin came over and he was like, do you do this yourself? With such disgust in his voice. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> did not like the paint job. And I never painted one again. I never it's, painted a single wow. mini after that. It's tough. They're, they're really small. Uh, the details are teeny tiny. Um, yeah. I watch, uh, I watch YouTube videos. Sometimes watching just the YouTube videos makes the hobby worth it. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, Rastro painting. Is it like Bob uh, Ross esque? Kind of just yeah, like soothing. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sarastro is his name. Uh does such a good job. He does a bunch of Marvel ones. So he's like Captain America. I just followed his tutorial. Um and he makes it look so easy and then you do it and you're like, that detail you just painted on is like two millimeters long. Like it's so tiny and you got this yeah. teeny little detail. I'm like, how did you do that? 
I definitely yeah. don't have the patience for that kind of thing. I'm sure of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. we got to wrap it up because Charlotte and I are moving on to record extra issues. If you want to listen to extra issues, we're recording about Fantagraphics right now. We're about to go record about Barry Windsor Smith's Monsters and Emil Ferris's, or is it Emil? Emil Ferris's My Favorite Thing is Monsters. You should probably learn before you do this episode. I know. I just realized I've never said her name. As a man who has walked into many a podcast, not sure how to say the name of the person they're talking about. I'm guessing Emil. Probably Emil. I'll look it up. Um, But yeah, we're in the middle of our Fantagraphics series right now. Um, Dave, wait, you're not coming on the next episode, are you? For some reason, I thought you were coming on. I already came on. What did we talk about? Yeah, you talked about 8-Ball, the Daniel Klaus 8-Ball, Dan Klaus, baby. Anyway, it's been a lot of fun. Extra issues. It's a great time. The Fantagraphics stuff has been opening my eyes to all kinds of interesting comics. Dave, you're crazy for thinking Monsters is... Actually, you know what? I'm going to say just a little sneak preview. I do think it's a little I do think it's a little overrated. But I still we think need it's, a, yeah. we need I just a little honesty. Incredible. I just want the three of you to be honest. Okay? Yeah. That's but you know what? I'm I'm worst. actually going to come down harder on monsters and uh my favorite thing is monsters than probably the general sentiment, but I still think they're like I okay, listen, cuz you're probably achievements. since yeah. you're probably going to bring up my weird monsters opinions. Uh, let me just clip so, cuz I don't I don't unless you tell me right now what they are cuz I just know you think it's Oscar bait. I think that's how you phrased it. <laughs> well, well, yes. Yeah. Okay. I think artistically, it's out uh-huh. of this world. Yep. I think Barry Windsor Smith is one of the most talented artists in the world. I just want that to be clear. Mm-hmm. I think it is Oscar baity, and it is heavily reliant on a lot of forms of abuse that I don't think Windsor Smith is quite capable of handling. I also think it's a slog. I think it is. There's too much lettery, flowery, yeah, okay. uh, you know writing what? that we're, is hard. To we're get not, we're not as far apart as you might think. <laughs> okay, so okay, okay, <laughs> maybe That's, a little bit. It's it's the kind of book where literally I, I you can't. just get a copy and you go, oh, this must be one of the best comics of the year. Sure. Barry Windsor yep. Smith, three hundred pages. It won the Eisner for Breast Graphic Album, which I don't know why they call it album, but Oh, I don't know why they call it Breast Graphic Album. I think that's that's too graphic. <laughs> did I say of breast? A... Yes. Sorry. Yes, you did. I'm just yes, you, did. <laughs> you know. Just thinking you about know how monsters. I am. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway. Anyway. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. not on the episode, so I don't have to go on. I just wanted to be clear about that. We yeah, do have no, one final I... question we have to I know you have to go, but Charlotte yeah. in the Slack here, this is a oh, great yeah, a, a great participant, did ask <laughs> How often do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> I will say... I want to know oh, answers and also why this is the question. Oh, you, you're not yeah. plugged in on this, Dave? No. This is this is a, this is a TikTok thing. Um, my answer is every 6 to 12 months, I probably think about the Roman Empire. And Is that your real answer? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Yeah, but I, Dave, I actually I'm thought just... when I first answered this, I was like, well, maybe more often because I, I just read Plato's Symposium. And then I remember that Plato was Greek, not Roman. Greek, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, it's probably every six to twelve months. Yeah. Not okay, Dave, I'm curious about your answer. Uh, my answer is every time I read Jonathan Hickman's Pax Romana, uh, which yep. in oh, this sure. case was cool. about a year a year and change ago. Um, so maybe maybe once every two years. Okay, because <laughs> so the the thing about this trend is it's usually women asking their like boyfriends or husbands how often they think about the Roman Empire, yeah. and the answer is frequently like once every two days or once a week. <laughs> you, and here's the thing: is my answer is once a day. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to it's hard for me not to instinctively, and this is totally wrong because I mean you're not doing this, Charlotte, and a lot of people I know uh-huh. are not doing this, is to think it's some kind of weird. Uh, 
backdoor white supremacy western civilization yeah. thing uh-huh. is yeah. my like gut instinct but i don't think it really is i think it's just like you know world war ii dads right like just funny man fascinated. stuff but the, there's yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a real world war ii dad <laughs> I'm, a, I'm i'm a world war one dad right now i'm watching the great war on youtube have either of you seen this channel <laughs> world war nope. one dad <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what this channel? I'm, I'm going to pitch this channel. The channel is called The Great War? It's called The Great War. It started in August 2014, exactly 100 years after the beginning of World War I, mm-hmm. like to the day. And it's still and going? They, no, because uh, I'll tell you why it's not okay, going. Okay. They put out about a 10-minute documentary every week, and every week they say, 100 years ago, this week, this is what was happening in World War I. Yeah. And they just like walk through the war like you know, in small little nine to 12 minute docs every week and you get to kind of see the war like unfurl week by week by week by week Uh it's really good stuff um anyway uh i posted a uh a montage in the slack of this and it's really funny because almost uniformly when uh asked this the men like immediately you can see go on the defense (laughs) they're all like what well, that's, I don't think that's a fair question. <laughs> Which is really funny. And then, like, some of them are like, yeah, I don't know, like, two, three times a day? And the, the woman's like, what? And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from the Roman <laughs> Empire. Yeah, that's a weird answer. Like, my thing is more like, it, it's like, it's everywhere, <laughs> right? Like, your answer, like, as Americans, your entire political system is based on emulating the Roman system. Like, you have a Senate. Oh, that How dare you? Like, that's, How dare that. you suggest that we <laughs> like, took from Rome? One of your state capitals is named after, like, Cincinnati is named after okay, Cincinnati. So, Charlotte, you're uh, genera- like, Roman Republican. The Cincinnati like, Bengals are not Roman. Thank you very much. Had no idea. I have <laughs> no idea. Bengals do they this have from in Rome? Charlotte. Yeah, I didn't know that. The, you don't know where the name Cincinnati, Cincinnati comes from? I think no, it comes from their what dirty river. Glass? It's probably from the dirty river near Cleveland. I'm French. From. How do I know this better than because you? you're a weird Roman uh, Roman thinker. But I know the same thing about, like, Vikings or, like, Egyptians. Like, I mean, to be fair, in... The Roman Empire ain't special. The Vikings Europe are in Minnesota. Big... <sighs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, Europe, yeah, I guess, European to be fair, most is... of our cities are yeah. Roman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you have the history that's, like, actually right there, too, right? Like, you can go to places and be like, this was around 3,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah we would know that's it true. if it was next door. Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is! Cincinnati is next door! So is what, the Senate. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. I don't know about any of that. I don't right, think our go. senators learned from the Romans, because I never saw a Roman <laughs> senator given a handy at Beetlejuice, all right? Okay. <laughs> No, they Stop did that it. in gladiator matches, but they did the same thing. Don't worry. Oh, Vaping and groping. Beetlejuice. <laughs> right. Oh, this country is embarrassing. Okay. All Perfect. Right. Um, See you next let's... year. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> See you next year. See you next year. <laughs>